I love the flexibility in working in all sorts of places. I'm often moving files around, um, reading my RSS feeds, doing social media, even doing video calls and such while out running errands. So much you can do on your phone these days. But of course, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. Shout out to T-Mobile, our sponsor. They're America's largest 5G network. So you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Today's listener has a legal question that I can actually answer with some confidence. I usually stay away from those questions because, you know, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not qualified, etc. But I know a lot about this one. When writing a book, how do I get permission to use another author's work? Now, this question can actually apply to a lot more than just books. It's fundamentally a question about copyright and what is permissible in terms of quoting or referencing or otherwise using someone else's intellectual property. So it could be for your blog, it could be for your social media, or you're allowed to take a picture of somebody's, you know, like a quote in somebody's book and upload it. It could be for YouTube, a podcast, some other form of distribution, whatever it is. Uh, how can you use somebody else's work uh, without getting into trouble? So let's talk about that with a few examples in today's episode. When your business gets to a certain size, the cracks start to emerge. I am very familiar with this. Whenever my business grows, you know, things are working pretty well at a very low level or at a mid-level. But then the things that I used to do in a day are taking a week. I've got way too many manual processes. And so if that's you, well, guess what? You should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000, the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs and one efficient system with that one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, improve margins, everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com hustle. That's netsuite.com slash hustle to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash hustle. I'm really excited to welcome our new partner, Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one platform that helps creators build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. Now, this is really interesting. I'm going to check it out myself and see about using this platform to build a new course. I haven't built a course in a long time, and so perhaps this will give me some momentum to do it. Uh, but what I love about it is Kajabi gives you all these different tools, brings everything together, uh, so that instead of having like 17 different platforms and tools, they can kind of do it all, and you can build the course and take payments and serve students. So that's really cool, especially these days uh, when we're all overwhelmed with so many different things out there. Uh, I want to encourage you to check it out yourself. Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash hustle. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash hustle. Kajabi.com slash hustle. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $6 billion. Chris, it's Lisa from Sydney, Australia. I'm a big fan and have been listening to the show for a few years now. I've had some success with my first side hustle and I'm now looking to launch my second, which involves books and reading. So something I'm passionate about. I'm struggling to find out how I get permission from an author to use their work. I've spent hours online trying to find the answer and got nowhere. 
My question is, should I just use their work anyway and start now? Thanks, and I look forward to your advice. Hey, Lisa, thank you so much for listening from my favorite city in the world, Sydney, Australia. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been there now. Uh, haven't done much traveling at all recently. Uh, so hopefully at some point I can return. Now let's talk about your question. Um, without knowing more specifics, because I feel like it could be a lot of different things. Don't know exactly what you're doing in terms of uh, your book or your project, etc. But without knowing more specifics, I think this question relates to what is known as fair use or fair dealing sometimes called the fair use doctrine or fair dealing. Um, and, and the short version here is if, if you are in a situation uh, that Lisa's in, or you, you really want to understand, like, is it okay for me to do this or not? Uh, you really should Google those terms, you know, fair use uh, or fair dealing. There's a lot of information out there and you want to read up on the laws and examples for your country or region. Okay. Because it is different depending on where you are. However, a couple of general principles, uh, the fair use doctrine applies primarily in the United States. And the general principle here is, like as the name implies, there is a standard of what's considered acceptable or fair in using someone else's copyrighted work. And this applies not only to books, but also to music, uh, things like a clip of a movie and a YouTube video, uh, and more. So it's meant to be based on common sense, uh, which not all parts of the law are, of course. Uh, but in this case, uh, it covers things like uh, critique or review, for example. If you look on YouTube, this is always a good place to check this kind of stuff. If you look on YouTube, um, there's a lot of, you know, movie reviews or people commenting on movies. Uh, there's a guy I like to watch who does, you know, accent training or accent critiques. And he'll post clips from a lot of different movies and kind of comment on, you know, how well the actor did or what they could do better and so on. So he's posting all this stuff, but he's just posting short little clips, like a short little clip, and then he is commenting. So he is providing critique or review, and that is acceptable. Parody or satire, you know, is also acceptable as long as it's clear that it's parody or satire. This is why on Twitter, you know, whenever there's a popular parody account, it always says parody account. They basically have to do that. But as long as they do, it's usually considered okay. In terms of books, like a similar standard, uh, short quotes or a short excerpt is generally going to be okay. Uh, copying a book or copying a chapter wholesale or just, you know, putting large portions of somebody else's text into your book or your blog or whatever uh, is, is not okay. So as a specific example, like I'm working on a book right now, and I was reading this novel, uh, this trilogy, actually like a sci-fi trilogy called The Three-Body Problem. Really like this book, by the way. Shout out to the guy who wrote that. I don't know him. Three-Body Problem. Um, and there's an example in that novel that I wanted to kind of pull in uh, and put in this nonfiction book that I'm writing. And so I kind of just described it. And I said, there's this concept in this book, you know, The Three-Body Problem. And here's what it's about, basically. And I think I included a short little quote of like a couple of sentences um, it's really obvious that it's a quote from the book. I'm ascribing it to that author. That's an example of fair use. I'm not going to get in trouble for using that. Uh, my publisher will do a legal review, but I know they won't have a question about that. So in Australia uh, or other Commonwealth zones or countries, the legal statute is called fair dealing, uh, which is a bit more limited than fair use because fair, fair dealing outlines very specifically which categories and examples are included, whereas fair use allows for future technologies and new interpretation of the doctrine. If you think about it, you realize, okay, fair use is actually better because the world is constantly changing. Like the YouTube example that I'm talking about, for example, uh, YouTube didn't exist when the Copyright Act of 1976 was passed in the United States. Another example, uh, when VCRs first came out, do you remember those, by the way, like video cassette recorders? Maybe some people who are younger than me have heard of them. Uh, but when VCRs first came out, the entertainment industry fought uh, pretty hard to prevent people from using them to record anything even though I think they were called, right, video cassette recorders. 
the entertainment industry actively challenged that. Um, and the fair use doctrine, it was ruled um, that, you know, it's okay, it's legal to use a VCR to record television at home. And that ruling came out in 1984, you know, basically an interpretation of the previous, you know, fair use doctrine. In Australia, this wasn't actually legal until Parliament created an exemption in 2006. So it was technically illegal in Australia to use your VCR to record television, even though everybody did it anyway. And by the time they created the exemption was just about the time that, you know, nobody was actually using a VCR. So all that to say, a short history lesson, um, it depends on what you're doing. If you're copying a chapter of someone's book into yours, you probably shouldn't do that. If you're merely referencing something, that's probably okay. But go read more about those two topics, fair use and fair dealing. And you should be able to see if you're okay or not. Of course, if you're still not sure, then you probably should consult with a real legal expert, which would not be me. All right, listeners, if you got a question, come to sidehustleschool.com slash questions. We'll be featuring them throughout the year, along with updates from other listeners as they launch and grow their projects. I'm so excited to be able to bring this program to you every single day. It's coming back tomorrow, so I hope you're subscribed. My name is Chris Guillebeau. This is Side Hustle School. Onward Project.